Bonjour and welcome to another episode of Street Focus, an ongoing exploration of urban photography. I'm your host, Valérie Jardin. Today is a new Q&A and street challenge episode, and it's episode 57 already. And I'm really happy to have my friend Ken Lyons join me all the way from Australia to help me answer a few listener questions. Then we will give the names of the winners of the last street challenge and announce a new one before giving our picks of the week. Good day, Ken. How is life down under? G'day, Valerie. Fantastic. Um, I'm very pleased to be here. Thank you very much for asking me. And uh, thank you for staying up so late because uh, we're recording this at, uh, what, 7.30 a.m. my time, but it's uh, getting close to midnight, your time? Yeah, it's, but, uh, it's about 11.15 p.m. at the moment. Oh, uh, okay, but, but we're still on the same day. <laughs> for, yeah, correct. <laughs> for a few more minutes, then I'll be talking to the future. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Back to the future. That's right. That's right. So, so what's new? Well, uh, been busy doing some commercial photography work around the place, um, lots of study and um, just some personal work really at the moment. So keeping busy, keeping out of mischief. And you you were just the judge on a photography competition, right? I was, yes. I was uh, going to sneak that one in in a moment. But yeah, I, I, was, on the, um, I was asked at the beginning of the year to judge the Kapunda Kidman Rotary Art Show. So it's it's a regional art show um, put on by the Rotary Club in uh, the area that I live every two years, and it draws entries from all over Australia. So I was asked to judge the photographic section, which was quite a hard task, but fantastic fun. And, and a great learning experience. Oh, it was, yes. It was uh, very good. It, um, it certainly opened my eyes. It was good. Great. Good experience. That's awesome. Well, that's always uh, always fun. I've, that reminds me, I've been asked to judge a couple of things for next year, and I better get and check them out and see. <laughs> it's so funny. You get, you know, things like that, and it's exciting. And then it's like, okay, well, when do I fit that into my schedule? And, uh, and uh, but I want to kind of tend to want to do everything and not miss on anything. But yeah, sometimes you just have to be... Uh, just have sometimes, to take yeah, it's sometimes the challenge, isn't it? Yeah, it well, it is. My life has been extremely busy right now. I'm just back from Paris, heading to New York. Actually, as the show airs, I'll be, I'll be in New York and uh, PPE, and then my own workshop, and then another speaking engagement, and I'm back on the plane. And so, it, I, I'm looking forward to slowing down a little bit in December. Uh, because uh, it's been uh, pretty crazy. And I know everybody says, oh, it's so exciting and you're so lucky. Uh, it, it is exciting for sure. But um, it's a lot of a lot of things to, it's like juggling all the time. <laughs> like I'm juggling and, yeah. and uh, I just need to, there's it's just so much at some point, you just need to say, okay, I kind of need a uh, a couple of days off <laughs> to regroup. Well, well, yeah, yeah. I've, I've been following you on social media and I'm getting tired just watching all the, the photographs of you <laughs> from the different locations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's the good part, you know, is when actually I can post pictures. I have time <laughs> to do that. It's kind of my therapy. I can go out with my camera. And that's <laughs> that's wonderful during the workshops. It's the it's the time in between workshops where I have to catch up with all the office work and, and hundreds of emails that need to be attend it to and and so it's that's the part that is not as fun but it's part of running the business so hey that's right all the more mundane stuff 
That's right. But hey, in between, I get to do these recordings with friends. So it's awesome. So That's let's fantastic. just jump right into the Q&A segment. And I will read the first question came to us from Sheila Bodin on the Street Focus Facebook group, uh, which you manage, Ken. And thank you so much for all your work there, because there's no way I could do this. So Thank you for administrating the the site with the help of uh, of two other volunteers, and you've been doing a great, great job. So Sheila asked, after taking a street portrait of a willing subject, any thoughts about offering to email them a copy of the photo by giving them a card with your contact email or asking them to send you a request, or is it better to keep the situation impersonal? Hmm, good, good question. Ken, what are your thoughts on this? Because I know we, we've done we've done street portraits um, together. You've we, we've shot in mm -hmm. several different cities. Um, what what? How do you handle this? Well, it, it's a great question. So thank you, Sheila. It, um, I guess the first thing is it depends whether you're shooting a posed street portrait or a candid. If it's a candid, there's usually no interaction. But I'm taking this as, as a being portrait, yeah. a, a portrait. So um, you've spoken to them and asked them to pose, in which case I always offer them a, uh, a, a copy of the image. I'll, I'll hand them my business card and uh, ask them to email me so that I can send them a copy if they want it. I have to be honest and say not very many people actually take you up on it. Um, I've had very few that have emailed me and um, had a copy of the photograph, but I always hand out a business card, always tell them to send me an email, and um, I'm more than happy to give them a copy of it. I think it's um, it's only fair. You've, um, you've asked them to spend some time with them to make a photograph of them because you found them interesting. So... If you can make a good photograph of them, why not share it with them? Yeah, um, I agree. <clears throat> I do too, and uh, and I think you know you can get business cards printed for super cheap, and mm. uh, and don't have you don't even need your phone number on there. Just have either your website or email. You know, people can find you that way. Um, something really simple, and um, and have those in your pockets all the time. It's it's better to do it that way than to than to ask for their personal information. That's a little strange, you know. Not only you take a portrait of them and then say, "Oh, could you give me your email address?" I mean, it's happened to me that people have before I even give them my card, they say, "Oh, here, here's my here's my email. Please send me a copy." Uh, mm -hmm. But usually, I you know, if there is an interaction, I'll give them my card. There are times where. There was never a moment. It happened really fast, and I did a portrait, and and then they were on their way, and 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 I never even got a chance to give them my card, and that's okay too. But usually, you know, I spent I spend some time with them, and then then we have a conversation. Um, so yeah, there is usually plenty of time. So that's a good way to do it. But yeah. as you said, few people will actually contact you. Yeah, Wait. I've been very surprised. It's. Yeah. Um, very few. I think I've had uh, three. Oh, really? People. Total? Yeah. Okay. I was going to say maybe like uh, nine out of ten people you'll never hear from. Mm -hmm. um, and it's it's surprising. And I wonder maybe because we have little cameras that they don't take us seriously. <laughs> they are, well, they're not thing. professional. <laughs> don't you think? Maybe. Yeah, I think it could be. They just think you're oh, just a you're tourist. A tourist. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the photo is going to be terrible anyway, so why bother? But um, at yeah. the end of the day, that's probably a good thing 
because it allows us to have them more relaxed. They yeah. don't worry about, you know, is it a professional photographer? What are they going to do with this photograph? Yeah. Why are they taking it? They, they seem to be more relaxed and... Um, I agree, we, yeah. Yeah, we, we get better photographs, I think, so... Yeah, I think shot yeah. with, you know, both, and uh, I did hundreds of street portraits with a DSLR before I, I started using a smaller camera. And, uh, yeah, people were always a little more, you know, like, why? <laughs> what are you going to do with this? Yeah. yeah. They're more relaxed but, with uh, with a less uh, intrusive camera. Yeah, I think so. I think it um, it's it's more relaxing all around. People just are more at ease with yeah. um, people with smaller cameras, so... That's um, that's my weapon of choice. Nice, small, lightweight camera. And I also don't bring the camera to my eye, so they there is always that you know they see my face when I'm taking mm -hmm. the picture, um, and I think it helps kind of warm them up too. Um, you know, there there's more of a an interaction. I'm not yeah. hidden. You know. Um, yeah, that's right. And for me, if it's a street portrait, I I'm not trying to hide from them. I'm, I'm being as open as I can, yeah. I'll walk straight up to them and, and tell them why? why I want to take the photograph and how interesting I find them. And I'll have a short conversation with them and and we almost become friends in the space of 30 seconds or so. Mm -hmm. Oh, I've made, I've made yeah. friends that I'm still yeah. in contact with through that, yeah. Yeah, it's good. So just a smile, photograph, another small conversation at the end, hand yeah. over the business card and... And everyone moves on, but yep. I always try to give them the option of uh, of emailing me. There's always exceptions to the rule, I guess, but um, in general terms, always have a business card, always hand it over. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's, as I said, that's usually, I always say, uh, a street portrait, both both parties should leave with a smile on their face. It's just, it, exactly. you made their day and it mm -hmm. makes your day too. It's really yeah. um, the, the satisfaction of having having made someone's day for, for one yeah. thing. Um, exactly. But it, it's fun. I, I don't do nearly as many. The only time I shoot street portraits now are usually like on uh, on workshop when I have mm -hmm. um, students that have never done that before. So I usually yeah. just, I'll go with them, you know, to Sometime to get their first street portrait. So sometime with to be with a, another person is easier, and yeah. and so um, so we have the attraction, and and then the student will will do their their portrait uh, if they're really shy. Otherwise, I just tell them just pick someone with a dog, and then that's your first subject. <laughs> <laughs> People with always dogs are always willing. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly. Start shooting the dog with the camera, start uh, taking photographs of the dog and then move on to photographs of the dog and the person. Yeah. It works every time. It does. It does Ooh. everywhere. For yeah. that matter. Yeah, <laughs> dog people have that in common. They're just, uh, yeah, they're they're proud dog owners. <laughs> they're, yeah, they, yeah, they like to have their fur kids photographed. That's right. That's right. Awesome. Well, Sheila, I hope that helps. Um, so, yeah, have have some, some business cards done and uh, have, a, have some in your pocket. And um, it makes it puts a little more credibility to um, people think, oh, maybe I'll be on the next Humans of New York or <laughs> Albert. Yeah, a, lot of people, a lot of people are starting those projects uh, all over the world. And, and it's fun. I mean, I think, and we'll talk about Brenton Stanton a little later, but he's been such an inspiration uh, to a lot of people. And, uh, and a lot of people can can do those projects in their own little towns. Um, get to meet your neighbors. Get to meet the 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 people who live that you you walk by every day. 
and uh, and start interacting with them. I think it's yeah. just a wonderful, a wonderful project, really. Yes, I think so. I mean, it, it, it's amazing. You, you see people every day and you walk yeah. past them and no one looks at anyone, no one smiles. But as soon as you break the ice, you smile, you say hello, yeah. their whole world changes. Yeah. Their whole demeanor changes. So I think it's good. And uh, and listen to episode 56. I just had this conversation with my friend Alistair Arthur, who uh, did just that for an afternoon, just went out to to do portraits in his new town. So that's a good way to meet people, for sure. Awesome. Uh, thank you, Ken. Um, now we have a question from the Google Plus community. Do you want to read it? Sure. Okay. So, as you said, this one's from the, the G Plus community, and it's uh, Levi Shand and also Carolina Trapp have both asked the question, and they want to know how do you protect your camera from rain, cold, and snow? Okay. You're probably the right person to answer this one, Valerie, because I don't deal with very much snow. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I do, and and yes, it's it's challenging. Okay, I used to shoot with a DSLR, and I know there are a lot of DSLR shooters out there listening to the show, and I used to carry those really cumbersome sleeves, but you must have too, Ken, um, mm-hmm. which, um, I mean, they have the regular plastic ones they have the fancier ones that you know are more adjustable and uh, i just hate it (laughs) every one of them unless you're on a tripod and you're not moving and maybe you're shooting wildlife or you know you're waiting for an animal to come out of the den and you're in the rain or you're doing landscape in the rain Yes, they'll work. But if you're moving, they're no, they they don't work well and they're a, a pain. So but a DSLR and an umbrella is also challenging <laughs> because they're mm-hmm. heavy and you often need both hands. So now I that took care of that problem for the rain. I carry just my little camera and when it's raining, if it's raining really hard, I have an umbrella. I do mostly street photography, so that's uh that's easy enough. Uh, but if it's only raining lightly and, and I have the X100T, which is not water resistant like the X-T1, I just put my hand right over it while I'm taking pictures and and cover it from the rain that way and grab a couple shots, then move on. It's I kind of shove it in my jacket and then go to the next spot and do the same thing. It just You move fast. You can't, you know, you're in and out of places. Even an umbrella can become cumbersome so um i i pretty much do that if if it's downpour and i want to grab shots of people you know through some i love shooting through windows you know wet windows and Mm -hmm. people with umbrellas then i'll go in a cafe and get a table by the window or i'll sit outside at a terrace you know where it's covered and and capture scenes that way i mean since what most what i do is street photography um that's easy enough to do um for the cold though um, the the one thing that I worry is the battery life, and uh, even when I was shooting with DSLR, I mean they, although the the my Canon batteries would last forever, but um, I they still drained so much faster. I mean I'm talking you know twenty below centigrade, um, and so it's always to keep the extra batteries as close to your body as possible mm-hmm. um, so that your body heat will keep them warm. And um, and yeah, just uh, just have some spare. I've never had 
anything lock up on me, even at extreme. I've gone out at extreme temperatures, you know, 35 below uh, centigrade. What well, that point Fahrenheit is about the same. <laughs> I think isn't that when <laughs> centigrade it's and Fahrenheit cold. kind of like the same. Yeah, uh, it is around there. So. Yeah. Um, so really, really extreme temperatures. I've never had anything lock up on me um, with my cameras. And I know they're not supposed to handle that cold, but uh, they do. I've never really taken the my mirrorless system quite that cold uh, because I'm usually in the city, in and out. One thing to really keep in mind, and Ken, you, you've, experienced with, you've experienced that too, is the coming and going from a warm building into the cold. Uh-huh. So condensation. Condensation. So what do you do for that? Well, I, I tend to try and avoid it if I can. Yeah. But um, if I'm going to be going from a, a, a hotel out into the, the cold, I'll sort of try and acclimatise the camera a little bit before I go out. Mm-hmm. So I'll, you know, I might hang around in the foyer for a little while where it's not quite as warm as in the depths of the hotel and, and just venture out with the camera in my pocket for a little while until it, it sort of equalizes the temperatures a little bit, and then I'll I'll pull it out and start using it. And I find doing that don't tend to have too many problems. Um, I have had a little bit of condensation issues on the lens, but nothing internal. It's only ever been yeah. on the outside of the lens, on the outside element. So um, I carry a microfiber cloth, give it a, a wipe, and um, start shooting, and yeah. it's generally okay. Yeah, when I when I go from the very cold back into the house, I, I always uh, carry one of those Ziploc bags, uh-huh. put the camera in there while I'm still outside, zip it, and then let it just get to room temperature in the bag so that the condensation will build on the bag and not on the camera. Um, no. So that's a, a, quite an easy thing to, to think of. I mean, it... The the cold is not going to hurt your camera, but the the humidity will. So uh, whether it's it's hot, humid, or cold, or the the humidity condensation going from cold to warm, um, but the, there are countries where the humidity is so high that you have to keep some of those little um, what do you call those little packets? Yeah, the silica gel. Yeah, with your mm-hmm. with your gear all the time. So I've never yeah. I've never had that problem. Um, no, we don't tend to have that here. It. I mean, we have humidity, um, but it's generally one or two days mm-hmm. um, at a time, and yeah, same here. it's not. Yeah, it's not. Uh, it's not a huge problem here, mm-hmm. so I don't tend to have too many issues with it. But, but again, same same deal. Yeah, know, into a plastic bag if it's really going to be a problem. Yeah, just but you know the cold weather. Any time when you have something out of the ordinary to be out shooting in the street is awesome. I love, mm-hmm. I love people in the rain because they they behave differently. You know, the, the mm-hmm. umbrellas come out. There are colors. The people are are hurrying. It's wonderful. You have those amazing reflections, whether it's day or night. You know, on the pavement. Same with snow. People, you know, people walk differently in the snow. They bend over as if they have to fight the elements and how more often than do they more often than not they do you know the the snow yeah. here really falls straight down it kind of fold hor- falls horizontally and so you can get those really really cool snow shots so get out uh your camera can handle it curve you know uh, I'm more concerned about my about myself than my camera honestly because I there are times in Minnesota where actually uh, there is advisory. You're not you should not be outside more than three minutes um, because it's dangerous. And so I can't imagine it being that cold. 
<laughs> so you know, you come out, you go out for a few minutes, you come back out, your eyes are glued shut together because they're frozen shut. And mm. so those those are things that you need to be aware of. Your your, your body uh, to protect your body first. Your camera, you know, if it's if it freezes, if it stops working, well, you know, not the end of the world. Uh, but it's really hard to protect your fingers as photographers because the warm the warm gear is also really thick and so I always wear in the winter and it doesn't have to be that cold I find that in Paris in January whereas here I wouldn't be wearing gloves at that temperature but in Paris I would because it's so much more humid that it feels a little mm -hmm. colder and um, and I I have to wear those I, I wear gloves I usually wear those thin uh, well they're not thin but they're they're thin enough and they have the what is those tr things on the fingertips that you can still use your phone and things ah, like that. This, the, I don't know how you the, call um, that. conductive material. Yeah, so those mm -hmm. are cool. And here I wear those underneath my mittens. So my mittens will keep me warm. Sometimes I have to put some of those heat packets in the mittens. So um, in between when I'm not shooting, I put my hands with my thin gloves into the mittens that have those little heat packets so they're so I, I warm up because there's nothing more uncomfortable than having cold hands <laughs> especially <laughs> when you have to turn dials and uh, yeah. so that's another thing to worry about not only your camera but uh, how to make the experience more enjoyable for you so you can spend some time shooting in the rain or in the snow or in the cold yeah it, uh, you'll be pleased to know Valerie here where I live um, it does get cold sometimes we, we get down to Oh, I don't know, six or seven degrees Celsius in the winter. <laughs> so, so you don't even actually own a pair of gloves, do you? No. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I don't think you need that at that temperature. No, <laughs> That's funny. No, no. I, I do occasionally put long pants on instead of shorts, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm already surprised you're in Minnesota. I mean, they could be 30 below uh, zero, and the high school kids are still wearing shorts. And the girls will still have the mini skirts. <laughs> and who needs a jacket, right? Exactly. <laughs> uh, to be 17 again. Okay. <laughs> okay, well, uh, Levi, I hope that answers your question. And then uh, who else, Catherine? No. Am I saying uh, Carolina. Okay, Carolina okay. trip. Mm -hmm. hope, this, hope this helps. Just, just make the most of, I mean, adverse weather, adverse weather, whether you're shooting landscape or street, it's the best time to be out because you're going to get some awesome shots. So just That's great, isn't it? Yeah. So don't don't uh, don't stay inside just because it's raining or it's cold. Just get out there, get out there and shoot. Okay. One last question came to us from Michael Schmidt again on the Facebook group, which is very active. I love it. He asked, "Do street photographers have?" a moral ethical obligation to not use images of people if they feel the person would be embarrassed by them or puts them in an unflattering pose or light. Okay, we've we've talked about that before, but it's always good to uh to to talk about this topic because I feel not not everyone has the same ethical code. <laughs> yes, you're right. What are your thoughts on that, Ken? Well, I'm pretty sure we sing from the same hymn book here. Um, I don't use images if I think it's going to be an embarrassment or show someone in a poor light. Having said that, I have taken, taken photographs of um, homeless people, for example, but under very specific 
circumstances and I've interacted with them, I've spoken to them, spent some time with them, I don't just go up and, and take a photograph of someone if it's going to be demeaning or humiliating or just generally make them look bad for some reason. And if I do happen to make a photograph and when I look at it, I think ah, that's really not good. I wouldn't want that photograph of me. If it was me, I wouldn't want that photograph displayed to the world. Then I won't use it. Um, I just yep. don't. There are there are so many other photographs out there to take. Exactly. That there's no there's no point making someone else feel bad. So um, just make good photographs and um, discard the ones that don't work or where someone is um, is made to look bad or mm. just don't take it in the first place. Yeah. Um, I, I totally agree. And that's what I, I teach. And uh, you've been a good student, Ken. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've learned from the master. <laughs> and then again, you know, when it comes down to it, people do whatever they want. But um, that's how I do things. And uh, not only to respect my, my subject, I mean, that's always the number one concern, but it's also to help other street photographers to come after me. Because if we're disrespectful, you know, those privacy laws are going to keep coming out and exactly. people are going to become really aggressive towards street photographers and it's going to make it harder and harder to do what we love to do. And and there are a lot of disrespectful photo street photographers out there. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not there. Uh, this is not... You know, I'm not a photojournalist that I want to capture um, people in moments of crisis. That's not what I do. I, I let the, the journalists do that. That's their job, you know. Um, and if I do photograph, let's say, a homeless person, it will be a story. Um, yeah. And I will do a story about that person, and find out how they got there, what are their, you know, what you know, what their family's situation is or whatever, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, uh, right. And I will do the storyline, you know, uh, establishing shots, medium shots, close-up shots. So it will be a series, um, not just photographing them because they're there and they're not moving. Then just yeah, to go, right. go and photograph street performers, they're not moving either. And, uh, exactly. Yeah. So, um, but, um, so it, it's, it's about respect. And um, I just one example. And I don't think I've ever said that on the show, but um, I've mentioned it on some workshops recently. Um, last summer, I was at the, um, this past summer, I was at the the big um, Minnesota um, Back to the 50s weekend car show, which is one of the largest car shows in the country. And mm -hmm. it brings people from all over the world and definitely people and their cars from all over the country. And uh, I always have fun. I'm not into cars, but I always have fun. You know, people always kind of match their cars. Um, yeah. So you can, a Cadillac, a classic Cadillac driver is not going to look like the guy who's driving the VW Bug uh, bus. You know? They <laughs> so, have their own character, don't they? <laughs> I know. It's just so fun. So I like to do portraits of people next to their vehicle because they, mm -hmm. they match. And yeah. then there's this one woman who was sitting there wearing all pink next to her pink Cadillac. And uh, I thought, oh, what a great, great shot, you know, just to, to, um, to get her next to her Cadillac and she was eating a yellow cupcake. And, um, and I asked her, I said, Oh, I would just love to, to have a portrait of you with your, with next to your car, because it, it's such a great story. And, uh, she was so excited. And just as I was ready to press the shutter, she gave me this giant smile 
and so she said she had like one tooth <laughs> and and then the cupcake was all over her mouth and and i was i i mean i took the picture because she was so excited i mean she was obviously mm-hmm. not embarrassed by it she mm-hmm. she was happy to pose she gave me the her biggest smile but then I looked at the picture, and yes, there was humor in it. But I thought, okay, this woman has a husband, a daughter, a mother. I just could not put that picture, uh, show that picture publicly. No. Uh, because it was, and she wasn't embarrassed by it. So it shouldn't be, I shouldn't feel bad to post the picture. She obviously, you know, she knew she was smiling. She knew she had no teeth in her mouth and she wasn't <laughs> embarrassed by it. But to me, it was like crossing the line. I thought, well, I, although it was, it was okay and she was okay with it, I, I wouldn't feel right because something Damn. in me said if it was, if I was, if I was her, I would just be mortified to see this picture on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. So, and uh, yeah. I, I feel the same way. It, um, you know, it's the the old test, isn't it? If if you wouldn't feel comfortable being the subject of that photograph, or if you um, think one of your relatives wouldn't be comfortable being the subject of that photograph, yeah. then don't post it. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's how I feel. Um, absolutely, and um, and it's it's hard enough. I mean, what we do. I mean, there is a part of you know voyeurism in being mm-hmm. a street photographer and uh, and um i i want to capture special moments beautiful moments um i'm not out to to capture ridicule that's just no. that's just me and there is a big difference between humor and ridicule and and humor is a lot more difficult to capture than ridicule <laughs> it is isn't it <laughs> so and, yeah uh, sometimes you you think that you you see a shot and you think it you know, it, it may be humorous and you make the shot and then you look at it and you just think, no, it just doesn't work. So yeah. I delete them. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And, uh, but humor in street photography, now there's a challenge. And uh, we mm-hmm. already had that challenge uh, a few months ago, but we'll definitely have it as a, a street challenge again because humor in the street, that's, that might just be your, your, your biggest challenge yet. Yeah, um, yeah. Because, Hard to catch because of not crossing that line too. Mm-hmm. You know, humor. Right. There's very... Yeah. Very fine line. Yep. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, um, Michael, I hope this answers your question. Thank you, Ken, for helping me with these. And I know we kind of share the same um, same philosophy on street photography. Um, so those were pretty pretty easy questions to, uh, yeah. to answer. Yeah, it, it's good. We do. We, we share very similar views, which yeah. I think is good. Yeah. And, uh, well, I think, too... Um, People like to learn with different street photographers, and they experience different. St- and 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 a lot of my students go on numerous other workshops um, too, and they learn from different styles. And I think it's awesome. And then when it comes down to it, they find their own voice, and uh, and they find what is right for them. Uh, I can only I can only tell people what I do, and uh, those this is how I handle. You know. Uh, how this is how I respect my student, my my students, my students too. Uh, my subject. This is what I do. Now you do. You know. Now it's all up to you. Is you know. Do you feel right? Do you feel that's right? Or are you okay? Just you know, being more pushy. It's all up to them. Uh, but yeah, I think we run the risk of making this just a lot more difficult 
Um, yeah, I think you're right. I mean, everyone has their own personal boundaries and their own personal comfort levels, which we have to deal with every day. Um, but as far as street photography goes, I, sometimes I like to step outside of my comfort levels. Um, you know, everyone has butterflies when you go to make your first street portrait or when you go to make your yeah, that's right. You know, it, that's just normal. So you're stepping outside of your comfort zone. But there's a difference between that and um, just doing things that you're really not comfortable with. And I, I, I mean, I'm into photography for fun. I love yeah. it. So why make my life um, hard or miserable or someone else's? That's right. So yeah. just do it for fun. Exactly. And uh, and even though, you know, most of the time we remain invisible, um, it doesn't mean that the other per the subject, you know, should feel good about I mean, they should feel uh, bad about it. You know, uh, mm. even even if you photograph a candid moment and nobody, the subject never saw you, um, I still it's still my responsibility to make sure I portrait them in, in a good light. Mm, that's right. Mm. I mean, I, I remember just coming back to me walking along. I cannot remember the name of the street, but it was on Ile Saint-Louis in Paris. Um, a, to me, a typically French older woman walking along the street, I saw her coming with her overcoat on and a hat, looked terribly Parisian, and I took a photograph and she saw me take it and she just gave me the little wiggle of the finger and said no. So I smiled and I deleted the image. Did you? Yeah. 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 And, and you don't have to delete it, but just, uh, you know, don't, don't post it. That's the mm. thing too. That's right. Um, if, um, yeah, I, I, I agree. That's, that's being respectful. And, yeah. I mean, in the, in that case, I just deleted it and smiled yeah. and I said, it's gone. Yeah. And she smiled back and, and carried on her way. Yeah. yeah. So, that's the, that's yeah. the way to do it really. Mm -hmm. uh, for sure. Awesome. Great. Well, um, now we are about to announce the winners of the last street challenge. And the theme was open, which made it a little bit more <laughs> difficult to pick a winner. But uh, it was the anniversary show, and I wanted our listeners to simply enter their best shots captured in the last year. Uh, and many of them uh, uh, did post shots that they say were inspired by a, a specific episode. And Thank you so much for all the kind words. There were so many comments on that episode. Congratulations for the anniversary show and so forth. Thank you. That really was heartwarming. And um, and, and I, I read every single one. I still have to find the time to answer. But that was, uh, that was wonderful. So it was uh, open theme, your best shot. There were a lot of entries, a lot of good ones. And um, Ken, which was your favorite? Well, there were, as you say, there were a lot of good entries and it took me a little while to find the one that I wanted because I was looking at several and uh, kept sort of juggling between them. But the one that I've really kept coming back to, I love this image. It's uh, by Robert Munoz or Munoz, I'm not sure how to say Robert's Munoz, last name. Yeah, so Munoz. Sure. So I uh, I apologise, Robert, for uh, for the mispronunciation, but it's um, an image. It's a square crop of a uh, a scene on a street corner, and there are three people waiting to cross the street 
fantastic long shadows, obviously, uh, either very early in the morning or late in the afternoon to get some nice long shadows in there. Three people walking across the street at right angles to the three that are waiting to cross the road. And the three walking across the street are all in step, and it's very much like the um, the Beatles Abbey Road. Mm-hmm. Um, totally. Yeah, it, it, as soon as I saw it, that was the first thing I thought of. And then the icing on the cake, three more people walking in the opposite direction to the three people waiting to cross the street. And they're also in step. So we've got this interaction of shadows. We've got three people, three sets of three people. Um, Those that are moving are all in step. It was maybe a little bit of serendipity that everyone was in step, but it's a great image, um, well spotted, well captured. Oh, I agree. It's just amazing uh, that... I mean, of course, that part um, he had no control of, but he saw it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and That's right. most people would not see that. Um, so it, it's just, it, it really is a great shot. It, it looks like almost too good to be true to have those three sets. Uh, but it was shot from a distance. I'm thinking either an upper level apartment or... Um, a skyway system maybe um but yeah. just uh, a great great use of shadows and then of course just three 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 women mm. three guys and then and then the three crossing the street in the steps yeah. it's just just amazing so yeah, it's fantastic shot mm-hmm. great great shot robert um and <laughs> i picked two i just couldn't settle to one <laughs> <laughs> so uh One, my first one was by Thomas Maurer um, for a shot. It's color. You'll all be surprised. It's called Golden Autumn, and it should be in color, although it probably would be a fantastic black and white as well. But, you know, the feel of fall, uh, you can't beat that. And it's an old couple walking away. She has a cane. They're both hunched down, you know. um, uh, And um, it's just, it's one of those images where it just makes you feel happy and uh and that it is it's a classic beautiful shot so just for that just because when i i I stopped at this one and i i went oh this is so sweet uh great job The, the it's just beautiful in the sense that there is absolutely no um no cars in view you know that it's just the park this road this just the, the leading line, and then and then it's you know the the their future. It's um, timeless, isn't it? Really? it? It's very timeless. It really is beautiful, beautiful shot, uh, Thomas. And another one from Judy Rob uh, called Market Day, and I picked that one because when it comes down to it, yes, we love those shadows. We love silhouettes. Uh, we love the minimalist um, shots, but street photography is is about expression, and those are the tough shots to get. I mean, I, I think it's much more challenging to be up close to a, a person just a few feet and capture the, an amazing expression than it is to to capture a great silhouette. And and don't send me mail about that. I mean, I do both. And I know that it just capturing an expression like, and I want everyone to go on the blog post for this episode 57 and check it out. Um, Market Day by Judy Robb. 
this gentleman, French gentleman, with the cigarette and the little hat and the money in his hand, waiting to waiting for his turn and to make this selection is is just it's a stunning photograph. Um, there is something in that expression that is so priceless, don't you think, Ken? Uh, yeah, I do. I agree. This is the other image that I was um, toing and froing with. <laughs> Yeah. between this one and, and the one that I chose. I, uh, I think it's a great image, the expression on his face, the man with the cigarette, and then the, the smile and the expression on the face of the yeah. other man just to, um, to his right. I think mm -hmm. it's great, great yeah. image. It's, uh, you know, street photography, it can be so many things, and I think it's great. I, I don't think anyone should feel s stuck to only shoot minimalist or shoot, just close up of people or or whatever try everything uh but this is the slice of life this is ordinary people going about ordinary life and here in this image it become extraordinary because that that expression the look on the face of the gentleman is just is is priceless to me and that is a great great shot so um just for something different because we see a lot we see more and more of the you know play with shadows and silhouettes mm -hmm. and and um but but a lot less of of this type of shot of of close up of people but really with that yeah the the ordinary life of people yeah. i think we yeah. we see less of that of good ones like that yeah that's I, it I we see some but just people close up of people that are just where there is no interesting nice. expressions or yeah, yeah it's fine but what 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 is there to see? Whereas here, you have this this great expression. I mean, the perfect subject. Yeah, I mean, it has a story, which oh, every totally. great street photograph should, I think. Yeah. So, and it, it's amazing when you stand so close to people with a camera. Most of the time, they don't even know you're there. That's true. So you yeah. just you you're just invisible, and you can stand there and grab some great great images with yeah. some really good expressions so yeah and i love the oh, low angle um yeah. obviously she was probably not bringing the camera to her eye mm -hmm. she probably had it a little bit lower which made for a really great angle yeah. um yeah she yeah. was stealth on this one for sure because yeah, she's good. she's good cool. image yeah yeah it's great it's such a great story so all three are amazing shots and uh congratulations to them they will each receive an ebook of their choice from our friends at rockynook.com um so again you know I, I i love the variety um that that i saw here and uh and when again when i see a, a, a close-up shots like that that's just that just works that just makes my day um because that is not easy to to get <laughs> no that's right when i saw it i smiled yeah exactly it's just mm. a wonderful story great well the next street challenge will be panning we did motion but now this is a lot more specific this is panning um so ken i know you and i did some panning together uh in paris on a street corner uh not as easy as it seems right exactly um <laughs> you have to be willing to make a lot of photographs that simply are not going to work so yeah you have, so switch you have to, to jpeg yeah that's right yeah make it a little bit easier on yourself and on the camera 
Um, it, it's not as easy as people think. Um, I guess it depends. If you set your camera to a really high shutter speed and um, the autofocus can keep up or you zone focus with a, a small aperture so that you've got a deep depth of field, that high shutter speed can freeze whatever you're panning with, but you lose that sense of motion. Yeah. So you really need to keep everything slow, keep a nice slow shutter speed and, and pan with it, which is when it starts to get hard. The slower you go, the harder it gets, but the better your results when you nail it. So I would say start at, well, depending what it is, you know, but let's say we're shooting a, a bicyclist or runner, uh, maybe 1.30th to start. Yeah, that's right. It, yeah, I guess it depends how quick the runner is, but yeah, um, yeah 1.30th or even down to a, a 15th. Yeah. Um, and if you're, you know, if you're going for a, a sort of a more artistic blur, so that a lot of the image is uh, not not in focus essentially, but you can still tell what it is, and and just maybe the the head of a, a car driver is in focus, or the head of yeah. the cyclist, or something like that. Go even slower and and just keep panning. Yeah, so, yeah, it's um, exactly. Not your entire subject doesn't have to be in sharp focus. No. Ideally, the face would should be, uh, <laughs> but even then, you know, be it can be an artist, more artistic. One of my favorite panning shots, and I will put it in the show notes, is actually very dreamy, and uh, but it just worked because the subject worked, and that's the <laughs> sa that's the thing. Practice your panning shot on pretty much anything that moves, but then just like in anything else in street photography, not every subject is going to make for an interesting subject in a panning shot so then you have to you still have to be discerning so if you've never done this practice 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 and it, you're going to go through hundreds of shots to get a good one at first and that's normal so don't get discouraged um so one start your shot much sooner than you think you need and keep shooting until your subject is gone and uh, uh, one way to do it is to unwind your body versus winding up because you'll have a smoother range of motion. So uh, pretend you're in the finishing, uh, pretend you're, you're at the finishing shot. So if you go for, from left to right, turn your body to the right and turn your, yeah, turn your body to the right and then twist yourself to the left to start your panning shot. And then you unwind yourself. You should have a pretty smooth panning motion that way. And then uh, again, just like when you need to stabilize your shot, you know, hand arms against the body to really, to really hold that camera nice and smooth. Um, and then focus tracking, if you have it, will work. Put it on the highest burst mode and then keep shooting, keep practicing, but do not leave that, do, do not stop sooner than you have to. Just keep going just for that smooth motion. Yeah, that, that's right. I mean, it, it, a lot of people make the mistake of um, when they think they've got the shot, they stop their mm -hmm. movement. Yeah. You, you need to keep moving, keep yeah. moving with your subject even after you finish shooting because you're going, you're going to, if you stop, you're going to actually create some extra um, movement, for want of a better term, I guess, in the, in the shot because you're suddenly stopping um, and the subject is still moving. So 
continue to move with the subject until well after you've taken your final shot. Yeah, for sure. So uh, get out there and, and try if you've never done this. It's a lot of fun. So, you know, think about kids on scooters, um, people riding their bikes, runners, motorcyclists, even cars. I mean, mm. as, I mean, you, yeah, you can pan uh, a race, a race. I mean, people do that all the time, but, That's uh, right. you know, get out on the streets and, uh, and find some interesting things, you know, like, uh, find a, you in New York, get a, a, a yellow, yellow cab, cab with the driver, you know, the open window and try to get uh, a nice sharp, um, shot of the driver and then the whole, the rest of the scene and 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 blur and motion blur and then think about the background too sometimes black and white work better um think about how busy your background is you know do you want all those colors or do you want less color what is going to work best so again it's all about being discerning but um but you need to practice first then you can be discerning onto what subject because by the time you get the perfect subject you better be able to nail it <laughs> Exactly. So practice, practice <laughs> on just about anything first. And it's a lot of fun. It's, a, you know, that's something if you're kind of bored walking the streets of your same old streets every day, that's a really fun thing to do for an hour at any corner. And that's you can sure. do that with friends as long as you spread out far enough so you're not in each other's shots, you know. <laughs> uh, I've, I've had some really fun moments with uh, with workshop students or even local friends here on photo walks where we find a good yeah. spot and we just do panning for an hour. And, and, well, that's right. Yeah. I mean, when, when um, we did some panning in Paris um, just near the Louvre and I remember panning i've got this shot of a, a guy coming along on his bicycle and he saw me taking the the photographs <laughs> and he looked straight at me and he's waving with one hand holding yeah. onto the handlebars with the other waving and smiling yeah, yeah uh, you'll you'll shot. get some uh, you'll get some reactions from people for mm. sure um it, it's it's fun so get out there get your panning shot and um enter it before november 12 deadline is november 12. So uh, one photograph per person and you go right to the episode 57 and, um, and just enter it in the comment section. Good luck. Okay, and we're at the end of the show. Uh, picks of the week now. Ken, what do you have for us this week? Okay, well, I'm going with um, the Cam Slinger Streetomatic Street Photography Bag. It's a bit of a mouthful. Um, it's a it's a bag. It's actually on Indiegogo at the moment, um, which is similar to Kickstarter, but um, outside of the US, I believe. So um, the bag essentially is worn as a belt around the waist. Um, the bag is part of the belt, and it sits quite low so that um, your thigh supports the bag rather than your hip supporting it, takes the weight. It's uh, relatively small, so it's designed for street shooting for smaller cameras. Probably get a small um, DSLR in there, but mainly it, it appears to me to be for the uh, sort of a micro four thirds or a mirrorless system of some sort. But looks like a, a great bag. Um, just looking at the price, about $55, I think, mm -hmm. will get you a, a bag when they start shipping early next year okay great well i kept my ears shut because i don't need another bag <laughs> and i don't need any temptation i just got a new one the owner bag which is beautiful nice. and really nice quality so i'm set for a while i have three favorite bags already 
which I Excellent. rotate. So, <laughs> but I have too many. Uh, it's crazy. Yeah, it's um, you know, girls. Some girls like shoes. I like camera bags. What can I say? I think all photographers like camera bags. Yeah. You can never have too many. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I did actually. I had literally dozens, and uh, I got rid of a lot of them. Well, thanks. And my pick is um, a book that we all know about by now because it's been all over the news. And uh, But it really is a beautiful book. And it's Humans of New York Stories by Brandon Stanton. And I have the previous book. This one is a whole different ballpark. It's, um, it is quite amazing. Not only the photography is, is so much better, in my opinion, than the first book, um, and um and then we have those stories and um i'm about halfway through and um you'll cry you'll laugh it's just beautiful i mean many of those i've seen as i follow um humans of new york on social media i've read many of those but it's just so great to have them in one big book and um and again what a what a success story i'm trying to get brandon on the show it's really hard to get a hold of these days as you can imagine if anyone out there um knows him and listening to this show uh please please get in touch with me i would really love to to have him on street focus and the book i got it in i had pre-ordered it and that's one of those things i don't i would never get an ebook i love my paper books and it's was 29.99 but i think it was actually like ten dollars off on amazon.com sounds great. like a fantastic book it, it is it's just um it's great i mean i the the other one was again i love it but they were just very minimal snippets of stories but here mm-hmm. a, a lot of them have you know a full page of story about that subject and really really um inspiring Excellent. great uh any any announcement ken oh uh, not nothing specific at the moment anything you're working um, on other than, um I'm, I'm working on some courses um some youtube videos i'm, I'm putting together some um, some work on Lightroom and, um, and even on MailChimp for people that want to start doing some more email marketing, I guess. So some free YouTube videos that I'll be putting up in the not-too-distant future. Nice. And, uh, yeah, so we'll, um, we'll get those up and, and then I'll be working on some premium videos as well so that um, they will be up there for people to look at if they're interested in. So hopefully... That'll be up before the end of the year. Okay. And you're coming to Rome in April. I am. Yay. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I'm looking forward to that. This is going to be fun. Oh. Yeah. Uh, last time you were on, uh, on a workshop was, what was it? Australia, yeah. last year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, 2014. Yes, February 2014. Yeah. And um, so you're coming to Rome. It's going to be so much fun. I know I've... Almost all the people that are signed up so far, except for two, it's filling up now quickly. And because the Paris workshops are are full, and uh, my my year, to, I have to start planning 2017 already, uh, which I may start doing because people are already asking. So, 2016, April 10 to April 10 to the 16, I believe, are the dates for Rome. There are a few spots left. Uh, if you want to join me and Ken uh, on on this workshop, is going to be fun i'm excited about it because rome in april beginning of april the the weather's 
really nice temperature is just mm-hmm. just right and uh and Rome is one of those places where you can get away from the hordes of tourists. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been there yet. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. It's been a, a city on my list for a long time. Yes, it's just, uh, I was actually so, I just loved it this year. It was just great that I couldn't wait to to, to do this workshop again. Um, you can actually get to those little neighborhoods where it's locals. Mm-hmm. I completely stayed away from all the tourist attractions anyways. Um, and... Um, and and that was that was the best part. Much easier to do in Rome than in Florence, for example, where it's just so packed um, any time of the year. But um, but Rome really, uh, you can really get into those mm-hmm. interesting neighborhoods. So I'm excited mm-hmm. to go back. So am I. And yeah, exciting to have you join us. Yes, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be great. I'm yeah. Looking forward. And I will put uh, the link to your website where people can learn more about those videos and tutorials when they come out, as no, well as you. some uh, some upcoming workshops that you may be having as well for for next year. Yes, yeah, so I am working on on some. It's in early stages at this stage for uh, in Australia. So awesome. we'll um, we'll announce those probably towards the end of the year. I think. Great. Well, go go check out Ken's website. What is it again, Ken? It's uh, www.kenlyonsphotography.com.au, and that's K-E-N-L-Y-O-N-S, photography.com.au. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been, it's been fun, as always. It's always fun to have a, an old friend on the show because it's like I'm having a conversation with you over coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly right. But, yeah, it's uh, it's a pleasure to be here. I uh, I really appreciate it. Thank Great, you. and thank you for all your work on uh, on the Facebook group page. If you if you're on Facebook and you haven't joined the Street Focus page, please go there. Ken has a contest every week. It's just a lot of fun. People are really interacting, and if you're more of a Google Plus um, social media uh, photographer, just go to the Street Focus Google Plus community there or do both um the on google plus they are doing some um community critique sessions via hangouts which um seem to be going going well i haven't been there in a while because i've been on the go but uh, when when things slow down i will i will come into some of those hangout sessions um occasionally uh, they're, they're both great groups. Um, yeah. Everyone is friendly and, and it's Respectful. just a yeah. Yeah, great bunch of people to, to be with. So great. come join us. Yep. And it's uh, Street Focus is a, is a great community in, in general. So thanks again, everyone, for, for your support. Um, to see everything I'm doing, go to my website at Valérie Jardin Photography, all in one word, dot com. And uh, we are at the end of another episode of Street Focus. So please head over to thisweekinphoto.com slash street to subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode and upload your image for the new street challenge, Panning. And entries close on November 12. And uh, even if you listen to the show on your computer when you get the the, the email, uh, please go to iTunes and, uh, and subscribe there. It's free. It gives us more visibility. And and um, please don't forget to to add some reviews and uh, and stars because that really helps us as well. That's a small small way, but easy way to support the show. And uh, that's about it for me. Uh, again, 
um, it's just been uh, great, great chatting with you, Ken. We'll catch up. Uh, we'll catch up again soon. Excellent. Thank you again. My name is Valérie Jardin, and you've been listening to Street Focus. Now it's time to grab your camera and hit the streets. Mm-hmm.